so it, uh, it is so wonderful to be with you tonight. Um, grace to you and peace from God, the creator, and from Jesus Christ, our teacher and redeemer, and from the Holy Spirit, who binds us together in Christian worship. Um, we're going to start, as we always do, by lighting the Christ candle. And it did light for a session last night, so I think it should still light tonight. There it goes. <laughs> and whenever we do this, we remember Jesus' promise in the Gospel of Matthew that wherever two or more are gathered in my name, I am there among them. Now, as we prepare our hearts and minds for worship, I would invite you to, if you have the bulletin in front of you, um, to use that and the centering words as a prayer as we listen to the prelude. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am Please join me in our call to worship. Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart. Roll up your sleeves. Let down your guard. Come in from the storm. Make yourself at home. Pull up to the table. Release the tension in your jaw. Take a deep breath. Return to God with all your heart. May it be so. Thank you. 
Bless the Lord, my soul, and bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord, my soul, who leads me into life. Bless Friends, Lent can sometimes get a negative reputation. It's viewed as the season in our faith when we give things up. We prepare for the worst. However, I cannot help but imagine that God wants more for us. More than just six weeks of discipline or six weeks without chocolate. I cannot help but imagine that God wants a life for us so expansive that faith, joy, and hope flow over the edges. So let us confess, not because we have to suffer our way through Lent, but because the truth moves us one step closer to that expansive faith. Let us pray. Holy God, I confess, I don't return to you fully. I share with you the pieces of my life that are convenient. I put on different hats in different rooms. I forget that I am called, invited, and loved with all that I am, including my mess, my beauty, my faith, and my doubt. Forgive me and give me a heart that longs to return. Friend, God sees you, God hears you, God loves you. You are forgiven and claimed with all that you are. Rest in that good news. Thanks be to God, amen.
Holy God, we confess we don't return to you fully. We share with you the pieces of our lives that are convenient. We put on different hats in different rooms. We forget that we are called, invited, and loved with all that we are, including our mess, our beauty, our faith, and our doubt. Forgive us and give us hearts that long to return. Friends, God sees you, God hears you, God loves you. You are forgiven and claimed with all that you are. Rest in that good news. Amen. Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Loving creator, we are here telling stories of dust. We are here trying to shake the dust out of our ears so that we might hear you clearly. We are here hoping that showing up is the first step in returning to you. Scoop us up in your embrace and carry us to a place of truth. Clear the smog that makes it hard to see. Clear the dust that makes it hard to hear. We are at the edge of our seats. We are listening for you. Amen. Our Psalter lesson this morning, this morning, <laughs> this evening, <laughs> comes from Psalm 51 verses 1 through 17. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being. Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from bloodshed, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your deliverance. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise, for you have no delight in sacrifice. If I were to give a burnt offering, you would not be pleased. 
The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. And from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 1 through 6 and 16 through 21. Listen for the word of God. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. A word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Here we are again. Another Ash Wednesday. Another beginning of another Lenten season. Here we are together, in a way. Here we are to be reminded and to remember, to prepare and to praise. Here we are. There is nothing in our tradition that is at the same time quite so communal and individual. All at once, we join together to sing hymns, to read scripture, to remember what binds us together as the body of Christ. And yet also reminds us of how individual and separate we are from one another. How we will, all of us, leave this world on our own. It is a reminder that while our life of faith is intimately bound up in community, there is also a very important aspect of our journey that is individual between God and I. In a few moments, we will take part in the imposition of ashes. This is one of my favorite liturgical moments in the Christian calendar. And yet, as with so many things, COVID has disrupted 
my ability to physically impart them to you myself. But I also reflect that maybe that's okay too, because it means that you are now invited into this process. You will dip your finger or your thumb into the ash and you will mark the image of the cross on your forehead or your hand or on the forehead or hand of a loved one. And that's a very special thing indeed. If you have been out and about today, you may have noticed people walking around with ashes on their forehead. It is such a common image that even people who don't practice Christianity often take notice of it and are aware of what day it is. After all, they call it Ash Wednesday for a reason, right? This symbol, it's Ash Wednesday, yeah, Ash Wednesday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This symbol serves as a visible marker of both our faith and our practice as we prepare to enter into a journey of the spirit and the self, which makes it all the more interesting that our Matthew text for today seems to speak out against such markers. Beware of practicing your piety before others, Jesus says, in order to be seen by them. Go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. A friend of mine, Reverend Ashley Dutar Burt, writes, In Matthew 6, we are given instructions on how we should practice our faith. Specifically, we shouldn't be too showy, too flashy, or doing things to attract the attention of others. The truth is, though, sometimes we are going to attract the attention of others, and sometimes we aren't. Some of us are loud, bold people who live loud, bold lives, and our faith comes out the same way. Some of us are quiet and still, seeking quiet and still lives with quiet and still faith. Most of us are both and neither and in between. We're boisterous and meek, terrified and joyous and nervous and so many things. These are all beautiful things. Not because others can see them, but because they make us who we are. We, just as we are, are enough. That is enough for our existence. That is enough for God. It doesn't matter what others think. What matters is that we're authentic, that our faith is authentic, and that we ourselves We are ourselves before God. As we begin our Lenten journey, we're invited to come fully as we are. The prophet Joel proclaims, return to God with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Your brokenness, your joy, your gifts, and your doubts, all of it belongs to God. Brokenness is a beginning. We have to break our faith open to go deeper. Expansive faith is possible when we break open old faith. Digging deeper requires broken ground. Your journey with God is not a performance. It's intimate and rewarding in ways that aren't necessarily measured. We are invited to pursue the wealth 
of the inner life, which reframes the paradigm that God is outward or beyond us. Instead, we might find God by turning inward, by recognizing that God is connected to everything. God wants you authentically. God wants you stripped down and vulnerable. You are enough. Come as you are with all that you are. On this Ash Wednesday, may you, ashes or not, connect with God for no one else but your beautiful self. Amen. Friends, will you please join me in our affirmation of faith? We believe in an expansive love that healed the sick, welcomed the children, and saw this world as it could be. We believe that that expansive love runs over the edges of our lives, smoothing our rough places and pulling us home. We call that expansive love Yahweh and Mother God, Jesus and Divine Creator. Thanks be to God for a love like that. Amen. Friends, if you are looking for a community where your broken open heart can find solace, if you are ready to return to God with all of your heart, if you are ready to respond to the heartbreak of the world, there is a place for you and your heart here. Today we enter the season of Lent when we clean our hearts and repent of our sin so that we may prepare for an experience of resurrection when the Easter season arrives. We will mark our foreheads with the sign of ashes, an ancient ritual that speaks of the fragile nature of human life and marks us as God's creation made out of dust. At this time, I would invite you to take your ashes and hold them up as we pray over them. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have created us out of the dust of the earth. May these ashes be for us a sign of our mortality and penitence, for it is only by your gracious gift are we given everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return.
Accomplish in us, O God, the work of your salvation, that That we may show forth your glory in the world. By the cross and passion of our Savior, bring us with all your saints to the joy of Christ's resurrection. Friends, this evening we are going to uh, take part in communion together um, and use what you have. If you have bread and wine, wonderful. If you have crackers and juice, that's great. If you've got Cheetos and Coke, that's good too. The prophet Isaiah spoke a word of critique against the people. They offered empty fasts. They gave lip service to righteousness. He called them back to God. At this table, this table where we are gathered together, our empty fasts, we too are called back to God. Our empty fasts leave us hungry in our souls. Our broken relationships leave us hurting in our hearts. 
Return to the Lord, says Isaiah. Return to God's table. The Lord will guide us continually and satisfy the parched places in our hearts and souls. The Lord will make our bones strong and we will be like a watered garden whose waters never fail. Here we will be fed. Bring all of who you are to this table. You are welcome here. Let us pray. Christ be with you and, and also, also with you. you. Lift up your hearts. We, we lift, lift them, them up, up to God. the Lord. Let us give our thanks to the Holy One. It, it is, is right, right to, to give, give our thanks and praise. It is a right, good, and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give our thanks to you who brought Abraham and Sarah out of Ur and who promised that their descendants would be as plentiful as the stars in the night sky. The psalmist reminds us that you are a stronghold, a ready help in times of trouble, a caretaker of creation in times of need. Holy, holy, holy are you and holy is your child Jesus who continued to heal all who came to him and yearned to protect us. And even when the powers and principalities of this world threatened to kill him. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread. He broke it. Saying, take, eat, all of you. This is my body broken for you. Whenever you eat it, do so in remembrance of me. And after supper, he took a cup. Maybe not a Paw Patrol cup, but he took a cup. <laughs> and he said, this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for the healing of the world. Whenever you drink it, do so in remembrance of me. When we remember these mighty acts of God in Jesus Christ, we proclaim his dying and his rising again. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and on these gifts of grain and vine, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be the body of Christ to a world that groans awaiting your peace. God of Abraham and Sarah, God of life and love, you are the one God to whom we offer our praise and thanks, lifting up to you the prayer you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. He who suffered for our injustices is now present in this bread.
He whose body was hung on a cross is now offered to us in this cup. Let us pray. God of compassion, through your son, Jesus Christ, you reconciled your people to yourself. Following his example of prayer and fasting, may we obey you with willing hearts and serve one another in holy love. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Come and fill our hearts with your peace. You Beloved, as you leave this place and this space and this time, 
May you be awestruck by the beauty of this world. May you laugh and may it be contagious. May you overflow with love for those around you. May you be effusive with hope and quick to point out joy. And in all of your living and breathing and being, may you find yourself full to the brim with God's Holy Spirit. And may it change your life. In the name of the lover, the beloved, and love itself, go in peace, full to the brim, remembering who you are and whose you are. Amen.